Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jovial, caring, wacky, live and local. It's time for the Bart Winkler Morning Show. Winkler Show. I'm Bart Winkler. Ryan Horvath. 414-799-1250. The show is, it's already past 8 o'clock. I mean, I'm stunned. I'm actually, at sometimes I'm more stunned than I was last night. And then some, I was stunned last night. When I saw that G, when they moved up and traded up, I thought, because they were showing Jordan Love a lot. Similar to how they were showing Rodgers a lot when the Packers picked Rodgers 15 years ago to the day yesterday. And you thought, well, it's going to be for Aaron Rodgers. But that was the guy who fell. Jordan Love got drafted probably higher than we thought he was going to. And he got drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Now, maybe they were fighting the Colts to trade up and and trade with Miami and make sure they could get him, but the Packers drafted a quarterback. Now, for the last two years, they've drafted guys who, while very well could be good pros, they've drafted two guys who their role in year one was to sit on the bench. That's what Rashawn Gary did last year. That's absolutely going to be what Jordan Love does this year. It might be a fine pick in the future. We could be looking at a quarterback that wins two to three Super Bowls with the Green Bay Packers. And if that's the case, then we then we come back to today and we think, oh, you guys were so stupid. You guys everybody that everybody that was mad about the pick was so stupid. But in the in the here and now, you have Aaron Rodgers. And you are not giving him any help. And you are going out of your way to not give him help. You are spending all your money in free agency on the defensive side of the football. You're letting his trusted linemen walk away. Your receivers that you're giving him would not make any other team. You're not giving him any tools. You're saying, figure it out. And you're building for the time after him right in front of his face. Paul Emig, who was with us yesterday, 414-799-1250, want to hear from you guys, but our good friend Paul Emig. Paulie, this was a mistake, yes? Yes, this was a mistake, correct? Uh, Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Jordan Love is going to be good. I haven't watched nearly the amount of college film with Jordan Love that I'm sure Ryan Horvath has. Certainly not as much as what Brian Gudikins and Matt LaFleur had. 
I think what I was trying to explain on Twitter last night, which was met with some, oh, good, there's someone actually rational on here, and some, oh, my God, you're an idiot. So it was a very mixed reaction, as you would expect, to a, a polarizing topic in the first place. My point is that I understand the strategy. And, and Bart, I've even heard you say uh, on your show that, you know, you don't want them replacing – well, they lost to San Francisco because they didn't have a good enough defensive front, so let's draft a defensive tackle because that plugs the problem from a game that's gone in the past. Well, no matter what the Packers did last night, and I mean that, like even trading up the whole draft for CeeDee Lamb, they're not as good on paper as San Francisco. I don't know why you're chasing – this, this thing that you're not going to catch, it doesn't make sense. I am not going to ever catch Devontae Adams in a foot race. That's what I think Green Bay would be trying to do if they tried to do something to, quote-unquote, catch San Francisco. But the 49ers are running a masterful plan. Like they are, they are on top of their game. Everything they're doing right now is, is smart and perfect. And by the way, not being as good as San Francisco on paper – doesn't mean you can't beat San Francisco on a random Saturday or Sunday in January. The 2010 Packers are one of plenty of examples of doing that. I think the point I'm just overwhelmingly trying to make is that you can't wait from a weighted average perspective. You can't wait uh, W-E-I-G-H. You can't wait quarterback like any other position. So it's like, well, this didn't fill a need. Well, quarterback is a unique animal. If you don't have a QB, as, as most NFL franchises can attest, you're screwed. And so did the Packers get better last night for 2020? No. Did they get better even for 2021? No. You, you know, it's like I get that. But you have to always think of QB as a very, very unique position, and you always have to be planning for the future. And I guess all I can say is whether Jordan Love is great, good, or terrible, I don't know. I know that I understand the strategy of doing what they did last night. The the time to draft a quarterback is not when you need one, right? Because then you're overcompensating. Right. I, I get that. I, I I get that. What I'm thinking is, in the last, I going back to when Rogers signed the extension, I never saw Gudikins being super thrilled about it. I felt like it was a move that he felt like he had to do, and so they yeah. lock in Rogers and they give him a bunch of money up front, and there is an out. There's going to be dead cap. I mean, in a couple of years, they could they could just flat out cut him. There's going to be dead cap against the cap, $17 million. But at that point, you think it, you would know what you have in Jordan Love, and then you, you're paying him $3, 4000000 million, and then you figure out, okay, let's give him the guaranteed money in the final year of his option the next year, and he's your quarterback of the future. It just seems like LaFleur and Gutekunst have decided it is more likely we win a Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers than with him. So while we have Aaron Rodgers, you know, let's see what he can do. Sure, fine but we're building the team that's going to win a Super Bowl after he's gone. That's what I'm getting from these drafts the last two years. Yeah, I mean, Rashawn Gary was not drafted in 2019 to play in 2019. Jordan Love wasn't drafted in 2020 to play in 2020. That's, that's very, very true. How do you tell that? To, how, do you, how do you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and, and just keep doing this to him, though? Like, how do you – if you're – not that they owe everything to Rodgers – but you have one of the better quarterbacks in the game, and you are almost on purpose going out of your way to not give him any weapons or tools. Yeah, and, and again, whether it's right or wrong, I'll, I would let other people debate, but I would just say we would have been having this same conversation 17, 16, and 15 years ago with Brett Favre. I and mean, people did have that same conversation 17, 16, 15 years ago with Brett Favre. And not just with 
you know, not just because of the Aaron Rodgers pick. I mean, there was the Randy Moss trade that that would that Ted Thompson wouldn't execute at the time too. If you go back, and there are plenty of other things where you said, well, why why aren't they helping the guy? Listen, I mean, if I think if you were to go back to '05 and say this decision to go far to Rodgers, this decision to go Rodgers in the first round will net one Super Bowl, just one. Worth it, Ted? Not worth it, Ted. I, you know, he might say not worth it. You know, I think he probably assumed it would net more than one. I think that's a fair. I know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. I get it. Like, there's 30, you know, 32 teams, and of the last 15, they've won one of them. Like, I, I you know, that's mathematically it's okay. I do think he had a, a bigger plan in mind when, when you make something that is that, uh, you know, drastic of a decision. So, I mean, I get all that. I think, I think they got to win two Super Bowls to justify this pick. Is that ridiculous? With love. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I'm, but I'm not sure because I think the thing that that I think you often are thinking of is you know you you want like and I'm speaking to you directly. I know for, from listening to you that your your goal is always to win next year's World Series. Your goal is always to win next year's NBA championship, to win next year's Super Bowl. And a GM just can't do that. They they just can't. Whether whether we as fans want them to or not, it's just not a thing well, that, that they're allowed to do. Not not. I get what you're saying, and you're you're mainly right, but not always because I'm looking at the teams that the Bucks and Brewers have had and the Packers have had where we're in this above-average zone. We're in this almost really good zone, and it seems like every team that we have is like, this is where this is our plateau. We can't yeah. go get that one pitcher. We can't go get that, that extra guy at the trade deadline. We can't go get that first-round draft pick. We want to get to this point, hope we win. Like the 2018 Brewers team, they, you get another pitcher in there, you get a bat better than Jonathan Scope, maybe you do win the World Series. But it seemed like they had reached their pinnacle. And all these teams that we have are coming so close. But if they were bad, I understand. You can't win the World Series if you're only going to win 60 games if you're a bad team. And so you build for the future like they did a couple of years ago. But we keep getting these teams that are so close, and then it's just like, they don't, none of them will make that move to, to get, to get there. They're all trying to yeah, bank I mean, on what they had. They're trying to bank on, you know, scoring an A on a test when they didn't, when they, when they studied enough to get a B minus. I think there was a time in my life when terms like sustained success and when Ted Thompson would sit at the podium and say, you know, it's better to have more swings at the plate and hope that one of them is a home run than have, you know, two big swings at the plate and hope that one of them is a home run because if you don't, you're just going to strike out twice and you know walk back to the you know walk back to the dugout. And then there were times in my life that that I would have said like you know that's that's stupid because I would have said hey look at the Denver Broncos when Peyton Manning was a garbage quarterback and yet won a Super Bowl. Denver did it. You know they went literally all in on that year and it paid off. Couple things. One, what if it hadn't paid off? Like it, that, I mean they they struck they to some extent. I think anything that wins a Super Bowl wins a championship is lucky. To many degrees, it takes tons of luck, tons of injury, you know, things to go right, and all of that other stuff. But Denver has been garbage since that day because of because of what they did. And if they because they won a Super Bowl, it was totally worth it because of that. Had they fallen short in that Super Bowl in that AFC Championship game, it probably would have not been as worth it. And all I will say for Brian Gutekunst and for the strategy as a whole, because again, this conversation isn't about Jordan Love. This conversation is about the idea and the strategy of drafting a quarterback before you need one. This will, and I, and I put this on Twitter last night, this will either get Brian Gutekind a contract extension and lifelong credibility, or 
it will get him fired. For some people, that's a level of tolerance risk that they would scoff at because, are you kidding? You could have gone and you could have had Ross Blacklock and, and solidified your uh, your defensive line. Actually, I think I'd be more mad if they took Ross Blacklock, to be honest. Well, you know, you could have had any running back, you know, and you could have had the seventh-best wide receiver. You could have had the fifth-best offensive tackle. You could have had, uh, you know, really, uh, you could have the best tight end. You could have had the fourth-best corner. You could have had, uh, you know, the fourth-best edge rusher. You could have had the, the best safety. Okay, fine. Like, I get that. And that's a, that's a safe play. I, I, I think there's one thing. When, when Christian Yelich was traded to the Brewers, all, you know, which was in the Twitter era, all of these receipts of people saying, you know, this is what a dumb move. Uh, Christian Yelich is, you know, some average outfielder. And then what, when he's the MVP, you start showing your receipts. Ha-ha, look at all these people said. Look at all these people said. Fortunately for a lot of people, there aren't receipts of 2005 reaction to Aaron Rodgers. Is this going to work out like Aaron Rodgers? I have not even the slightest clue. I think you just have to say, what is your level of tolerance risk as a, as a Packers fan, as a Brewers fan, as a Bucks fan, to take huge swings? This is a huge balls on the table, I think you can say that, swing. And it's just like, I, I mean, I guess personally I applaud it. I get it. People are mad about it. But, I, listen, I think had, had Justin Jefferson fallen, had Brandon Ayuk fallen, Jordan Love is not a Packer. I don't think there's any question about that. I think the circumstances are why they trade up to get Justin Jefferson or trade up to get Jordan Love. And I think if for the people who are upset that well, you know, but the difference between Rodgers in 20 in 2005 and Jordan Love in 2020 is they, that they traded up to get Jordan Love. Man, they gave up a fourth round pick. Okay, do you really need Vince Beagle that badly? Do you really need Jamon Moore that badly? Do you really need Jake Ryan that badly? I mean, if this is your guy, go get your guy. Maybe if this guy turns out to be bad, hey, Brian Gutekind isn't the GM much longer, like in a few years. He'll be gone. If it is your guy, trust me, you'd rather probably give up that pick to go get your guy than have a Beagle, you know. And, again, I get it. Fourth-round picks aren't always bad. He could be David Bakhtiari. But there are so many even recent in the last three, four years examples of what, what percent of fourth-round picks working out. Less than 10%, I guarantee it. Uh, so I, I, that's I think that's part you know my overwhelming point. I, I don't know about Jordan Love the player. The, the trading the fourth round uh, pick doesn't kill me. Track. It's it's that they're it's another year where they're not trying to get Rodgers any help with the first round talent and and with the with the with the first round talent they didn't and I, and I think we have to let the rest play out. But I, I just don't. I guess uh, listen. I don't think there's anything they could do to be a better on paper team than San Francisco. Do you do you agree with that or do you disagree with that? Well, that depends on if Jimmy Garoppolo is good or not. Does it though? I mean, I that's think a so. Really well-rounded team. That's no, you're, really they are good. You're right. You're you might be right about that. You might be right. Paul, appreciate your time. Uh, let's talk later. And don't forget that if you are uh, so inclined, Horvat and I have a draft show tonight, rounds two and three. So I heard about do tune. Yeah, do tune into that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be some dynamic activity. Rounds two and three. We will have it all for you. Paul, thank you, buddy. I'll see if it does for your phone lines like it did for my Twitter mentions when I woke up this morning. Uh, a lot of divisive opinion for sure. Uh, my Twitter mentions, I swore a lot. Yeah, um, carry the G, right? <laughs>
<laughs> carry the G. Hey, uh, Paul yeah. Emick, thank you. Oh, Don't yeah. forget the yeah. draft tonight. Brothers Consolidated Heating and Cooling, Shelsey Family Beef, Q Club of Wisconsin, ABC Audio Video, West Bend Sausage Plus, and Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship, all bringing you the coverage that we can provide here today and tonight. 414-799-1250. More from you guys coming up next. Oh, my predecessor's chiming in from his palatial estate in Iowa with his 40 kids. Mike Wickett. Oh, man. Bart needs two Super Bowls to justify picking Jordan Love. We've reached that level already. I thought that would be a big show topic in June. <laughs> yeah, you're... They they don't they don't think they can win a Super Bowl with Rodgers. That's my take. That's the take. The Packers staff, Gutekunst and Lafleur, they don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl with Rodgers. They're riding him out. If they win one, great. Oh, Rodgers is going to get so mad. He's going to prove us wrong, and then we're going to win a Super Bowl. Oh darn. Ooh, this will light a fire under Rodgers, and then he's going to be. Ooh, I'll stick it to Brian Gutekunst by winning him a Super Bowl. Oh, darn it. That's the worst take ever, by the way. Do you think Rodgers really needs another chip on his shoulder? Do you think that he needs to be fired up to go out in there and perform? The guy's the ultimate competitor. He holds himself to a very high standard. This is not going to help him. But he has never had the threat of somebody taking his job before. He don't need it. And you know what? I hate hate when people say that. It's the NFL. There's always the threat of somebody taking your job. Drew Bledsoe probably didn't think there was a threat of a kid that he never heard of three months prior named Tom Brady that was going to take his job. You get what I'm saying? Like, Joe Flacco probably thought he had another two to three years in Baltimore. And then before you know it, Lamar Jackson, who everybody thought was going to be a project, took his job. Alex Smith took the Niners to the NFC Championship game. He probably thought his job was safe. What happened the next year? Guy came, guy named uh, Colin Kaepernick came around. So yeah, if Jordan Flacco, Love ends up being Colin Kaepernick, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's but Flacco, it. I mean, when you take Lamar Jackson, Flacco sucked at that point already. Well, Does Rodgers suck? Is Rodgers Joe Flacco and we're just not seeing it? No, and this is what I want people to realize is that last year Aaron Rodgers led the Packers to 13 wins. Now Aaron Jones was tremendous. The defense showed up every other week. And that's, I mean, that's what I love is everybody's like, well, Rodgers stunk, but the defense, the defense stunk. The defense stunk. Go back and watch the NFC Championship game. I'm so sick of hearing about it. They can't stop the run to save their lives. The secondary shows up when they want. One week, Kevin King looks like an all-pro. The next week, he looks like a fourth-string scrub. Jair Alexander, I love him. He can't catch the football. Can't pick off a pass to save his life. Do love him, though. Not ripping him. But I'm saying the defense is mediocre at best. They didn't carry the Packers to 13 wins last season and a win in the playoffs against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Rodgers does not suck. It was year one in a system where he was calling plays off of a wristband. He talked about this on the Pat McAfee show and on the A.J. Hawk show, saying that this is one of the more complicated offenses to pick up on because there's so many moving parts. There's so much motion. Guys moving around. Different personnel. I want to see what he does year two in this system. I don't think he needed Jordan Love to push him. I think he was already going to have a monster year, and that's why this is just baffling to me. The only weapon you got him this offseason is a guy that dropped five passes in a game a couple years back and hasn't been healthy in three years. Yeah, I mean, you can still draft a wide receiver in round two. We, we know that, but... It just won't be the same. Michael Pittman's not going to... There's a gap between the Niners and uh, the Packers. Chase Claypool isn't the gap filler. And they'll be gone. 
414-799-1250. John's in Franklin. Johnny, 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 Johnny. What's up? Boy, oh boy, guys. Have went through hell here. Finally got on the radio. Thank God. Thanks for the and opportunity. And if you're on hold, we'll get to you. We got to cast the thousands on hold. Uh, first of all, I'd like to send a shout out to all the mental health professionals that have helped me throughout my life because that is allowing me to continue this phone call <laughs> because your quote unquote expert Paul there, uh, he just about had me seizing. Um, all his points are, uh, are very valid. Unfortunately, we're not operating in a vacuum. We're operating on the back nine of a Hall of Famer's career. And all we ask for is a fan base. We, uh, you know, I understood that they didn't have the capital to go up to the 10th pick in the draft. Right? I get that. All, but, but, but as a fan, what I'm looking for, I'm looking for a path forward. And I have not a path forward. This is a stunning pick. Stunning pick. And, and as you've already covered, it, it, it defies logic on so many levels. If you don't want Rodgers, you have financial control of Rodgers. So why pay him and strap yourself with $30 million a year when you could have saved seven or eight of it? And you wouldn't have had the length of time. I, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And even if they go up and they damn well better go up and get to the top of the second round, and I don't know what they're going to have to do to do it, but, but they need to do it because they need to get a weapon and a weapon that has a high likelihood I understand they can get someone in the fifth round they like. Okay. But it, it's all about probability. That, that Jefferson, the guy that the, that, that the Vikings got, if I'm GM, I'm, I'm, I'm going up and I'm picking, I'm picking right in front, and I'm telling them the last one minute before pick time that the trigger's pulled. You know, send a message to your opposition that you're coming. You're coming after them. You, you sit back. You trade a fourth-round pick you didn't need to for this guy. And it's not this kid's fault. And this kid had a mountain to climb to begin with because he's following, on any scenario, he's following two Hall of Famers. And it's we not We barely his fault. talked about Jordan Love today. I mean, this, this is a Brian Gutekunst. This is the referendum on Gutekunst and Lafleur, and what they think they have in Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, whether Jordan Love's the guy, look, if they took Jalen Hurts, Yesterday at 26 is the same conversation. If they took Horvath's boy, Jacob Eason, if you take a first round quarterback, even if, you know, I guess if Herbert or somebody fell, this is a different story, but you took a guy who is not going to help you now. You took a guy last year that wasn't going to help you then. They are banking on, first of all, Gutekunst and Lafleur are banking on, John, don't go anywhere. They're banking on, knowing they have a lot of time to see this through. There's no pressure on their job. I don't, I don't agree that this is a move with, with Paul that is either going to get you celebrated or fired. I think this move can flop and not get them fired. They have the safety net to make this move because they know they won't get fired. They can, they can just make, they can make that they're in a position unlike any other team where they can make this outside of maybe the Cowboys where he can make bad moves for 30 years as a GM and have no accountability because you're the owner. They can make this move and see it through. They, what I think they think is that it's more likely they win their next Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers than with them, and they're drafting accordingly. Bart, I don't have enough time to debate the stupidity I heard by your commentator in front of me. But, <laughs> you know, I, I don't give a crap 
uh, if, or so what? So we're not going to be better than San Francisco. So let's just give up and plan for the future. Okay, if that was the plan, you're not going to tell Packer Nation I get that. That's fine. But then you don't bootstrap yourself with the stupid contract you didn't have to give. It, none of this makes sense, and it's not the kid's fault. And I hope, I hope four years from now we're all talking about what he, you know, what a great move, and now we got three great quarterbacks in a row. You know, I, I hope it's Mahomes part two. But that's beside the point. How are we dealing with what we're dealing with right now? With so much talent out there to be had and still to have, and we're not addressing the offense with a weapon for, for Rodgers, what is that going to do with how is We're going to be have the Rodgers decipher thing going. You might as well just make that you know a regular hourly segment because you know, where I see this thing going, it ain't going to be pretty. It ain't going to be pretty. John, thanks for the call. 414-799-1250. More from you guys. 414-799-1250. We appreciate those of you that have been on hold. We will get to you. We'll hear from Radio.com's Ross Tucker. We'll talk to our Ryan Wood. Plenty of analysis to get to, not just here, but also with the Bill Michaels Show and the Wendy's Big Show. And then uh, uh, us two again tonight. Horvat and I, 6-2, whenever round three is over. On the fan. Bart Winkler's show with Ryan Horvath continues 1057 FM The Fan. Bart Winkler show 1057 FM The Fan 1250 AM radio.com app. I'm Bart Winkler with Ryan Horvath, who is here as well. And we will be back tonight for the round two and round three coverage of the NFL draft. So as you follow along on the TV, follow along with us, or if you can't be in front of the TV, we'll have every pick for you and the analysis as it happens. We've There's so much to talk about with the draft last night, and uh, the Packers kind of ruined that because what we're talking about is Jordan Love because they did trade up to take a quarterback, and I still can't believe that it's actually real. I had a nap yesterday, and I woke up dreaming that they took some 5-5 running back that I've never heard of that was supposed to be like a fifth-round pick, and I woke up furious. I wish that happened. And then I realized it was a dream, and then I was like, oh, okay. And now this morning I woke up thinking the same thing, and then I realized, oh, no, this is real. The Packers did take a quarterback. On one hand, I'm very happy to be upset about something sports. I was very happy to have some live entertainment last night, but on the other this is a real franchise-defining moment for the Green Bay Packers. Ross Tucker, NFL.com insider, he was on, uh, this was from 670 The Score. Yes, people forget they're our sister station, is that correct? Yeah, the same sister station. They got a, a place in Arizona during spring training. They call it the Scorehouse. Uh, hashtag people do tend to forget. Didn't Bill go there? Yeah, him, Ron Coomer, Dan Bernstein, the old gang. Oh, that is that's not so fun. Yep, they shared memories about the uh, NL Central and the way it used to be. Oh, yeah, the old Reds of the 70s. You'll, no, I'm talking about like when you were able to attend sporting events and there was a such thing as baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so uh, angry today. Can you tell? I think I'm no, handling no, myself no. Pretty, pretty well, right? Not mm. angry about anything going on at work in case anybody out there is listening in our front office. I'm having a grand old day. But the Packers... <laughs> they traded up for a quarterback that led the FBS in interceptions. They did. And and we have Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Fame quarterback. We do. And we were a game away from the Super Bowl last year. We were. Okay. 
I just but for to... how long do the Packers have Aaron Rodgers? This is a little bit of Ross Tucker on our sister station, hashtag people do forget, 670 the score. The value of taking a quarterback in round one in the draft is that you get him on the cheap during their rookie contract. Well, heck, I mean, after his third year, he's already eligible for a new deal like some of these guys have gotten. And I just don't think that you make this move unless you are pretty sure you're going to move on to Jordan Love in the next year or two. Now, I don't think the Packers will say that, but why else would you make this move? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, is there a chance, I suppose, that Rodgers plays really, really well and maybe they end up trading Love instead? I suppose, but I don't think so. I I think that Rodgers is kind of on the clock now, and maybe the Packers feel like that's part of the value that they get in it, is that Rodgers will be supremely motivated to prove to them that they did the wrong thing and that Rodgers will play. See, I don't like that. I don't – I hate – in fact, I hate that. First of all, I hate that – I hate that. I hate how much the rest of the NFC North is talking about the Packers because they all think that, like, they're, whatever their teams did, like, Bears didn't do anything last night. Lions actually did it. Well, they, I they, think they should have taken the quarterback. Yeah, they, they passed on Tua and Justin Herbert to go with the, the best defensive back in the draft. Vikings Don't give got me wrong. Jefferson. But in a decade, are you going to be talking about a defensive back or Tua? But all these, other, all these other teams are like, oh, the Packers. Every conference call that the front offices had last night around the division – Mike Zimmer was at. Mike Zimmer was asked about it, and he goes, "I, I, I hope Rogers retires." You're a lot. You you made you made a pick that allowed Mike Zimmer to make a joke about you. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty soon he'll be coaching Rogers in Minnesota, and Rogers will be beating us. And this thing about proving them wrong. Look, that it doesn't work when you play for the same team. Right. Like if if okay, let's say our boss says Bart and Ryan. You guys are terrible. And then we're like, we've been there actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were there. But then we want to prove him wrong. Well, what we're doing is we're, we're, you benefit your boss as well. If you're at your job and they say, I bet you can't close that deal, you're the worst salesman ever. And then you say, I'm going to prove him wrong. Well, not only did you prove him wrong, but you benefited him. So if Rogers proves Goody and LaFleur wrong as a Packer, he benefits them. You, that you, you're like, ah, ha, ha, I, I pulled a fast one over. No, they pulled a fast one over on you. So that's why that argument is weird with me. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Horvey, I got like eight browser tabs open. You want to go take somebody out? You know what? This would be, talking. yeah, that would be awesome. Let's go to my favorite caller. Dennis is in Kenosha. We'll go to Dennis first. Dennis, Hello. what's going on, buddy? What's up, D? Hey, thanks for the, uh, for taking my call. Um, I'm going to put this all in perspective for you. Please do. It, you might change your mind. I I feel that you sign or trade for need. And we draft for potential. We don't go to the Super Bowl in 96 without Reggie White. We don't go to the Super Bowl in 2010 without Charles Woodson. It's that simple. People sign for what they need. You draft for potential. Now, I don't know if this kid's going to have potential or not, but it's up to them to decide. I'm not quite following that. You're not quite. How can you not quite follow this? 
The Packers only been to two Super Bowls that they won. They they signed Reggie White, they put him into the Super Bowl. They signed Charles Woodson, they put him into the Super Bowl. You know who they signed this year? Rick Wagner. Thanks for the call, Dennis. Hey, Bart, uh, really quick. You know my guy Chris Sims is a big Aaron. Like, So anybody with a brain, it's like I know the hot take artists, they all think Aaron Rodgers is finished. But what pe- did I miss there with Dennis? I don't want to be rude. I'm not really sure. I just kind of wanted to – I saw something pop up on my feed, and I want to talk about it with you. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, like, you, you know how the hot take artists – we've been doing this for, for years now, for the last two years – when is it time to draft Aaron Rodgers' replacement? You know, he's throwing at people's ankles. He's not checking down enough. He hates Matt LaFleur. He hates this guy. Well, anybody with a brain that actually played the position of quarterback knows how talented Aaron Rodgers is. And anybody with a brain that played the quarterback position also knows that he's still elite. Chris Sims said the same thing. On Twitter, Packers taking Jordan Love pisses me off. It just did. Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere for a few years. Their run defense is no better than when the 49ers embarrassed them in the NFC Championship game. I don't get it. You and I both wanted Justin Jefferson or anyone, or you know, uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb, any of these top wide receivers. I but wanted even... Brian Gutekunst and CeeDee Lamb to redo the Ricky Williams-Mike right. Dicka cover. Okay, exactly. And even if they didn't go receiver, I would have been pissed off this morning if they did go D-tackle, but I would have completely understood it because it would be a smart football move. Taking Jordan Love was not a smart football move. It's Brian Gutekunst worrying about the future. We, we we don't need to worry about the future right now. We need to worry about stopping the run. How did they get any better at stopping the run? Is Kenny Clark going to jump into a machine and duplicate himself and we get two Kenny Clarks next year? And even then, still, I mean, what if he goes down? What if Kenny Clark goes down? It's a contract year. I didn't want to talk about that because I want him to get paid. What if he goes down? What if Christian Kirksey only plays two games again this season and Oren Burks tears his pectoral muscle for the third time or whatever his injuries always are? And Ty Summers isn't what anybody thought when they drafted him and we were all excited because he had 10 tackles in a preseason game last year. It didn't make any sense. And I get the NFL draft isn't over. Some smartass just tweeted me, I didn't know it was only one round. But, no, this year it is. Yeah, it actually has. Yeah. It is this year. Yeah, all the internet. Yep, this what, year it is. Internet went down everywhere. No draft. Yeah, the rest got canceled because of COVID. But I just, you're a worse football team. Hey, than... why did Dave Gettleman put a mask on? You no, know, I said that to my wife. What is he doing? There's nobody in that room. <laughs> There's so much I want to talk about in that draft. I know. I want to talk about Tua. I thought Me that too. I, I thought we were going to somehow end up with, I, I got over it. Because the Vikings got Justin Jefferson, and I was upset. It was like a big kick to the Nads for like three minutes, and then I was over it. And then I talked myself into, and you know me and my Notre Dame products. Like, I'm a big Notre Dame fan, but I don't ever want any of those guys. I didn't really want Dexter Williams. I definitely didn't want Deshaun Kaiser. But I start thinking, man, Chase Claypool. I don't want Claypool. I do. I, I, did, over, I did over a quarterback that we won't see for three years. That I didn't well, even want. That's a good point. Uh, Braun tweets in, says, sorry, love you guys, but you need to do a better job of being sports people today and not fans. Uh, first of all, that is impossible to do for Horvat and I, so especially me. I am an owner of the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if you guys, they didn't run this move by me. I'll completely uh, be honest with you on that one. And then if you want to listen to whatever you think sports people are, I mean, there's, I don't know, Gabe's on like 500 shows saying the same stupid stuff. Yeah, who tweeted that? Uh, Braun. Ryan? Pauly B-Star. All right, well, I mean, I'll be just a football guy. He needs fundamental work from the top of his head to his feet. His his footwork is a mess. He he throws off his back foot way too much, hence the turnovers. 
He does have the ability to throw deep in an 18-yard comeback from the opposite hash mark. He flashes deep ball accuracy and big playability. But again, he just makes questionable decisions, and he's a project. He, We'll see. And also, what is he going to be surrounded with, even? Like, is Devontae Adams going to be on the team in two years? I mean, it's a long way to... to... Oh, can I read you the worst tweet of all time? Yes. Uh, Drew Olson. Maybe you guys know him. He's been in Milwaukee media forever. Big loser. He says, gotta say, watching Jordan Love in an exhibition game, even if we have to wait until 21, will be more exciting than the law firm of Kaiser Boyle and Canahan. Law firm jokes. Law firm jokes. We had a call. What, what, what was that tweet? I'm sorry. Was he, was he bragging about the He se- says it's going to be more exciting than watching the law firm of Kaiser Boyle and Canahan. Law firm jokes. Washed up writers love nothing more than law firm jokes. Now here, hey, here's one thing that I will say. Okay, I'll be positive about Jordan Love. So in that offense, everything is from the shotgun, right? But this year he actually transitioned a little bit from the pure shotgun to take snaps under center. So he can do that. However, he misses wide open receivers on deep routes. He throws the ball way over people's heads. It just sails right over their heads. So if you think Rogers throwing at people's feet's bad, wait till this guy's just firing things 50 yards past guys. But at least he does take snaps under center, so he'll be comfortable in Matt LaFleur's offense in two years. There you guys go. There's a positive for you. New Twitter account that just was born. It just followed me. Jordan Love Bookmarker. Jordan Love fan page busy bookmarking tweets for later. Be sure to bookmark the tweet that I said this is an effing nightmare. 414-799-1250. Who's up next on the Great Midwest Bank hotline? Spin around, fun uh, time. Let's go to Chris from Brookfield, only because he just called and I remember his name fresh off the top of my head. Only if Chris wasn't in that protest the other day. What's up, Chris? No, I'm not a protester for stupidity. <laughs> um, I, I'm just sitting back, just laughing my butt off listening to you guys, listening to Bill and Gary, all the conspiracy theories. Everybody wants Goody fired. No one wanted him fired last year after he got some of the best outstanding defensive pass rushers around. I just say to everybody, hold your horses. You know, I mean, when we drafted A-Rod uh, in 05, gee, in the second round we got Collins, then we got Brady Papinga, then we got Mike Montgomery. That was a pretty good draft. Let's see what happens. Uh, is it ever a good time to pick a quarterback to replace a guy you got when you got holes to fill? No, but it still has to be done. Um, today's just as good as time as any. Yeah, did I want a, a offensive or defensive lineman that could start right away? Yeah, I would. I didn't want no wide receiver in the first round because maybe a wide receiver other than Sterling Sharp that's ever been any good uh, this first year in the league. That's for fair. The Packers, other teams, yeah. For the Packers, no. Okay. Uh, you know, so it's like, hold your horses, wait a minute, stop worrying about what he, Goody's going to do the rest of the draft, and just wait and see. Because you don't know what the roster's going to be until September. you got teams that are going to let go of uh, veterans that they don't want to pay no more. They should be helped to us. There's uh, guys who didn't uh, sign that we can still get. I mean, like, until September. Yeah, but anybody not signed yet sucks. Except for uh, Jadavion Clowney. He just wants 20 mil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I think the look, the look, outrage the, the outrage is that for two years in a row you're drafting a guy that I mean you're basically saying we're not going to win with Rodgers so let's move on. Are they though, or are they saying we we are kind of rebuilding on the fly where we're not rebuilding? Like let's say maybe they trade up and and they get more and they stockpile some picks. The other thing is, and uh, you talked about this a little bit the other day with Paul Immig as well. Like you're probably so you got ten picks. 
you're not bringing 10 people onto this roster already. I mean, there's going to be some position battles with guys that have been on this team for two to three years that might lose their spots. So you're not bringing 10 guys on this roster. Maybe they package up some picks and they do go out there and they get themselves an Odell Beckham Jr. I doubt it happens, especially because then you couldn't pay him. But do you think that that's what they're saying is, hey, we're not going to win for the next two years. Let's start planning on the future. Or they're saying, hey, we're still built to win right now. No, but why does that have to stop they don't in two years gonna, when Rodgers retires? They don't think they're going to win with Rodgers. Do you think Matt LaFleur really believes that? Matt LaFleur doesn't want Rodgers. Matt LaFleur wants a young yeah. quarterback he can boss around. Do you really believe that Matt LaFleur doesn't want Aaron Rodgers? What about their whole relationship? Their buddy-buddy and hugging and laughing? We at... don't know anything about Matt LaFleur. We don't know who this guy is. Yeah. I don't know, man. I... I'm just saying look at their drafts the last two years. They're not they're not drafting to win now. Free agency last yeah, year. Fair. Free yeah. agency to win free right. agency two years ago, they 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 use free agency to win now. What did they use free agency for? Why why even why did they even sign any of the guys they signed? They're not gonna they they're not gonna play. Well, what was the point? The other thing is, and I get like you want to win with a rookie on a rookie contract. Like look at Russell Wilson's a good example of that because then you could pay guys on the defensive side of the ball. Like Russell Wilson with the Legion of Boom, I mean, before he got that big deal. Now they can't afford to bring any talent to surround Russell Wilson with in Seattle. But I, I get that. But you're like look what San Francisco's been doing for years now. The reason San Francisco is so good is because they've pretty much been tanking. And they did it's a bad example because they gave that big deal to Jimmy Garoppolo, which I wish they probably wish that they could take back. But what did they do? They kept stockpiling picks and drafting pass rushers, defensive linemen. That's what the Packers should be doing. Instead, they're worrying about their quarterback in two years. Who knows? Maybe this year you stink. Maybe Rodgers is as bad as you believe that he is, and they go four and twelve. Guess who's around possibly at pick one or two or three next year? Trevor Lawrence. Do you want Trevor Lawrence or Jordan Love? So if you're sold that Aaron Rodgers is finished, then, then you're probably not going to win 13 games this year. You're probably not going to the playoffs. Then trade up and get yourself a Trevor Lawrence. Get yourself the kid from Ohio State. Justin Fields is going to be coming out of the draft. That's what I'm saying. You reached on Jordan Love. I can name you four quarterbacks that'll be better that'll be taken in the second round next year. I don't know. I'm. That's what I Grab Mike in South Milwaukee, 799-1250. We'll talk to Ryan Wood coming up in just a couple of minutes, who I think was hinting to us yesterday. I, I think I think Woody I think Woody knew a little something. We'll talk to him in a minute. Uh, Mike, what's up? Good morning. Now, I am still so upset about this whole debacle they did yesterday. It's going to hurt us for next year, too, because – what are we going to do in the second round? We have the 30th pick in the second round. All the good wide receivers are going to be gone by then, unless they move up and package some picks that are going to hurt us next year. It just, it just is no win. I just, our, our draft is just crap the rest of the way. I, I, I can't see how they can make it better. It's well, they could uh, trade Jordan Love they for get a time Justin machine. Jefferson. <laughs> they can build a time machine and go back and trade up for Jerry Judy, who's going to be a friggin' stud. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what we can do, guys. Do you see any way that it can be better the rest of the night? I no, and I'd, I'd, I'd advocate that uh, Gutekinds and Lafleur should do the whole "oh, our internet was down" thing. We 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 couldn't we did we did the wrong pick. Except the smile so on both of their faces over? when they took Jordan Love <laughs> yeah, right. is evidence that that's not going to work. <laughs> I've never seen two oh. people so happy. Oh, I, I just don't understand it. That Matt Lafleur is. Yeah, if I'm Rogers, yeah. Mike, thanks for the call. 
if I'm Rodgers, I can maybe understand the Jordan Love pick. But seeing how happy those two are, I'm like, okay. No, I can see like Rodgers being like, me. oh yeah, okay, Goop. Maybe he doesn't love me. He didn't want to give me all that money. He's really happy. He got yeah, his I feel quarterback betrayed the by Lafleur. But yeah, if he sees Lafleur, man, shame him. Hey, shame him. really quick because I know we got to like continue to talk about the Packers. Uh, Mike McCarthy, man, what a night. Dude, really quick, as I know, we got to talk about the Packers. Yeah, he has a Mari. Someone Cooper. was taking a dump at Mike Vrabel's house on camera and left the door open. <laughs> that was un- unreal, right? I thought that was the uh, the fourteen <laughs> beers kicking in, and I didn't really see that, and I was hallucinating. Dude, Mike McCarthy. I tweeted that if you guys didn't see it. Mike McCarthy has one of the best offensive lines in all of football. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott. Should we just the fighting well, Prescotts? I'll ask you off the air. Actually, should we? You know what I mean? Like the Cowboys? Yeah, like the Browns kind of let us down last year. Well, Tim Allen already does, so we can... Yeah, that's true. But he actually doesn't like people to know that. Oh, yeah. Oops. Just... Mike, uh, thank you for the call. Ryan Wood, he'll join us next here in just a couple of minutes. I think he was trying to tip us off yesterday. We'll talk to him about that and more from you guys. 799-1250. The Bart Winkler Show with Ryan Horvat. We're also back on the air tonight at 6 for rounds 2 and 3. All day long, we've got the coverage for you right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.